This is episode number 282 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey friends, it's Jesse. I am delighted to tell you that To Pregnancy and Beyond is reopening for enrollment in mid-May, and you can get yourself on the no obligation wait list now, linked in the show notes of today's episode. If you want the first details and the first available spots to enroll into Pregnancy and Beyond when we open it, To Pregnancy and Beyond is our pre-postnatal program for reconnecting with yourself while safely strengthening your whole body and pelvic floor. If you are newer to me, to the podcast, or to my coaching, To Pregnancy and Beyond and all the work that we do within it is explicitly non-diet based. So we are helping you feel as comfortable as possible in this current version of your body without you needing to change it in any way, shrink or make it smaller. We can help you feel more capable, confident, and build strength and function in the whole body, core and pelvic floor in the size that your body is right now. Very fun with this next enrollment of two pregnancy and beyond, because we will be starting our annual postpartum return to run and sprinting training program with the folks who come into this enrollment. You will have the option to also join us in our return to running program. Of course, if that's not the right move for you at this time, no stress. You do not have to run with us but it is an option to you. We will be coaching our members through it this May and June. All right, get your name on the wait list at the link in today's show notes to have the opportunity to join us into pregnancy and beyond. I would love to see your name on there. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Two Birth and Beyond podcast. It's Jesse Mundell. And Anita Lambert. So today on the show, we're talking about how to exercise while you might be experiencing morning sickness in pregnancy. And I know we have touched on this throughout episodes in the past, but we're going to do a whole show focused on it today so we can really get into some of the nitty gritty around this topic. So personally, I had two full-term pregnancies where I was experiencing morning sickness and morning sickness in air quotes there because my nausea was really all day long throughout the entire pregnancy. I know that a lot of people will experience some of these feelings of nausea, sickness, vomiting, 
throughout maybe the earlier hours of the day in the morning, throughout maybe the first trimester, and then that gradually wanes for some people. For a lot of people, it can also ramp back up in the third trimester, which can feel really frustrating and surprising. But then there's some people like me as well who you're just kind of sick the whole time. And that can be a whole other beast in itself. And we just want to be clear as we're talking about exercising through or with morning sickness today that we are talking about a mild to moderate experience, not something super severe where you are like truly very sick, need to be resting, needing to be so particular about your fluid intake, um, etc. Anita, did you, how much sickness were you experiencing in your pregnancies? So I didn't really experience much. All I remember in my first pregnancy, so with Pippa, maybe a couple times when I didn't take my prenatal with food, I like would feel it a bit, but then I would eat and be fine. So I can't say I particularly experienced this very much. However, I definitely have quite a few clients who do. Yeah, so, so common. And that's why we thought that this would be really, really important to talk through because I know for my clients in our two pregnancy and beyond membership program, they are there to exercise throughout their pregnancies, to move their bodies in ways that supports them and to help them feel better. So that's the first thing we want to be really clear on as we go into this conversation is that. If you have morning sickness and if you would like to continue to move your body and be active, really consider why you are exercising and if it is truly benefiting you and your health physically, mentally, emotionally, get really clear on the reasons why you're exercising. If you are clinging to your ego, if you are clinging to these ideas about needing exercise so you maintain your strength or that you can train for birth, etc., whatever the fit pregnancy culture is inundating you with, you might need to do some unraveling there of your mindset around exercise. Do you find this comes up with your patients? Yeah, exactly. It is, it's one of those things where almost just taking a step back and again, being in pregnancy, I mean, so much changes, but even the reason why you want to exercise or like, yeah, the outcome you're looking for, that often does change within pregnancy, which I know we're going to get into. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about some specific tips that can make it more possible to continue moving in a way that feels effective and accessible to you in pregnancy if you've made that decision that this is what you want to move forward with. So some biggies that help me, again, in my two pregnancies, personal experience, and then in the you know hundreds of pregnant people who I've worked with. So number one tip that seems to really impact the ability of my clients to feel well enough throughout those workouts are to increase the rest periods during 
the workout time itself. So I remember being in my first pregnancy with steel. So this was about actually exactly six years ago at this time. I was still maybe in my first trimester and was so nauseous the whole day. I remember going to the gym that I was training personal training clients and group coaching clients at the time. I would work out later in the evening or at night and I would just do a set of say like 10 chest presses and then lie on the floor for like two minutes and then start again. So just rest, take more rest periods during your workout between the exercises themselves, between the sets of exercises, between the bouts of your intervals or any intense movement that you are doing. Really just shift this idea that you need to do this like circuit training, how you've always trained. Break it up, rest, just take your time through that workout, even if it means doing much less during the workout itself, or it takes you longer if you have that time available to you. The second tip is to shorten the time length of the exercises or the workouts that you are doing. So while you might have felt previously well to do a 30 or 45 minute workout, that might not work for you at this time. And you might need to chop it down to 10 to 15 minutes. So reframing these ideas for ourselves about what a quote unquote good workout is, and we'll talk about that more soon, but just know that the workout time doesn't need to look how it always looked. If you feel like mentally and physically you can get through that shorter workout, do that. And the other part of this is you can shorten the time length of the actual exercises that you are doing. So you might be taking a lead workout from a coach, you are logging in to do a workout or you're following a program and say the instructor of the program has recommended you do squats for one minute. Maybe cut it back to 30 seconds. If they tell you to do side planks for 30 seconds each side and you just feel like you cannot continue to be well through that amount of time, again, cut it down, chop it off, just make it shorter. So shorten the time length of the exercises themselves or the whole workout in general. Yeah, I think this is such a good tip. And I think, I know I find a lot of my clients are surprised when they sometimes naturally do this because they just realize I can't do what I used to do. And then other times when I suggest it, they're like, oh, I never actually thought about doing that or that, you know, shortening it would still be as beneficial. And then they try it and they're like, it, I actually feel better doing this. And then it's more sustainable to keep, you know, continuing to exercise versus that like all or none um, type mentality when it comes to exercise and pregnancy. Exactly. And that is really the whole point here and talking about this, because I know that the general advice that we might hear or read with exercising with morning sickness is to just wait until it passes. Wait until you get into the second trimester. Just stop exercising for now. And I get that advice and absolutely will be necessary for some people. But then what I found myself in, especially during my first pregnancy, was that it never waned. It was just always 
there and I was still experiencing benefits from exercise. So how can we make it happen in a way that actually benefits us and we're not using exercise to, again, control our bodies or to have to be the only coping strategy that we might have. So the third tip here, and this might seem so obvious, but I think it is important to mention is to decrease your exercise intensity. So you might have been working out at, say, a rate of perceived exertion that was an 8 out of 10. So you're working out at pretty intense levels and that felt really great for you. Drop it back. Go to, say, a 5 or a 6. And this is the way, one of the ways that helped keep me moving through morning sickness workouts as well. So stop trying to do the most intensity. Stop trying to make it feel hard and sweaty and breathless like it used to. Again, just keep reminding yourself of the value of moving, moving at all. So take that exercise intensity down a few notches. I think this is good to talk about too, because depending, it could be your care provider. It might be what you read when it comes to like, you might hear some guidelines around exercising at a certain intensity, a certain amount of times a week during pregnancy could help with A, B, C, and D. However, I really wish when this information is being shared that you know, taking in considerations how people feel during pregnancy, that exercising, as Jess said, like at a higher intensity, just may not be doable with how you're feeling. And so I really wish there was just, you know, that added part on it, that movement is helpful. Does it need to be at a certain intensity? Like, is it, again, is it not going to be beneficial to exercise at a lower intensity? I don't think so that movement would actually be a good thing. So I think keeping that in mind, if you're hearing about any guidelines can be helpful. Yeah, totally. All right. And the fourth tip we want to mention is try to choose, if you're able to, choose a time of the day where you know you're going to need a boost in your energy or that your sickness has a lull in the day. So for a lot of people, they will experience that. Maybe your, again, your feelings of nausea are more intense through the morning part. By noon, you start to feel a little bit better. So maybe that early afternoon is a good time period because maybe the sickness starts to ramp back up in the evening hours. For me, what I felt in my second pregnancy where I had a two-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old, was that There was a time point in the day where I was starting to feel maybe a slight decrease, but perhaps more importantly, I knew I was going to need a boost to get through the evening hours and make it through to toddler bedtime. So I would try to move my body at some point in say that early afternoon, evening time period, again, just to get me through. So if you can access movement outdoors, indoors, during that lull period of your sickness, or when you know that you need to get through the rest of the day, say parenting or within your profession, and the exercise is going to help you along. 
Number five, and this is such a biggie that both Anita and I work with, with our clients and patients, we have to work to reframe your mindset on what a quote unquote good workout is. So we've been mentioning this throughout, but you might've thought a good workout used to be exercising for 45 minutes straight, or it was working out with an eight out of 10 intensity, or you were able to get through the workout in more of a circuit training style where you were moving quickly. And that simply might not be possible through this time. So what can you do for yourself during this time period of pregnancy and also preparing for postpartum where you're not feeling your best, where you're not able to exercise how you would want to? What can you do for yourself? How can you talk yourself through this to keep moving, but really adjust for yourself what your beliefs around exercise and movement are? Yeah, I find when it comes to to mindset, it is really true that, you know, reframing what a good workout is. But I also think, and Jess and I have brought this up in past episodes too, and I find my clients really understand this once they get to postpartum. But honestly, this prepares you for after. Because once you have a little one or you add another little one to a family, if you already have other kids, that often the time frame or what your your um, exercise workout might look like often does change. So I find this actually does prepare you for working out postpartum at a variety of stages after giving birth. Honestly, take it as an opportunity because it really will help you postpartum. And the last tip that we want to give you is to consider consider if there are any beverages or foods that can help you along during the workout. Or maybe it's something that you'll look forward to having after the workout. This was a thing that I noticed in both pregnancies for myself. I had really intense food aversions to all of the foods, all of the foods that were not beige in both of my pregnancies. And so what I started to realize was that doing some movement or a strength training workout, going for a walk, it would help me to feel hungrier. So I was able to eat more after moving. And that was so, so helpful for me in a time period where eating was generally not enjoyable whatsoever. I know that a lot. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say with this too, um, I have clients too that find it's helpful to whether it's drinking or eating, whatever kind of sits well during the workout. So you know how you were saying earlier about having those breaks that sometimes if it's drinking or eating something, have that with you during your workout. And that might also help you feel better throughout and after. Yes, absolutely. I had just stumbled upon some photos of me doing some workouts during my first pregnancy. And I was just like sitting in the gym office on some rest breaks, eating and drinking foods. And it's exactly that. That would be when I would get some calories and water in. And I know for some people, even drinking water can be so difficult in pregnancy where you feel sick. So maybe that feeling of getting a little bit breathy and sweaty will help you want to actually drink some fluids more so. 
So friends, we hope that is helpful for you. Again, there is so much nuance when it comes to this conversation of exercising with morning sickness throughout your pregnancy. It doesn't have to be just do nothing or just wait till it fades. Of course, if you feel like that's right and good for you, do that. But if you think that exercise might be beneficial in some other ways, the movement feels like a distraction from that sickness or the sickness has not waned and you're already in the second or third trimester, hopefully these tips we've offered today can help you along to use exercise in a really healthy way for you. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 